Today is the sixth day of October, 2014, and our continuing series, Interviews with Disciples and Devotees. We are happy to have an old friend with us, Dr. Alok Pandey. Welcome, Alok. Good evening, Narad. It's a, it's, it's a great joy to be with you. To just sit near you. We have many things we would like to cover in the coming weeks, but I think this evening perhaps you could tell us first a bit about your own background and then if you can share with us how you came to know about Sri Aurobindo and Mother. <coughs> Um, let me start with the second part because I think uh, the stories of outer and inner lives are often interwoven in all of us. Mm. Uh, my first, um, well if I may use the word encounter, first time that I came to know of mother was somewhere when I was in the college, uh, Armed Forces Medical College doing my medicine undergraduate medicine and uh, it must be the year 1980 yes it was 1980 I was um, I just entered the final MBBS and um, I started having some strange experiences um, I am being very frank about it because otherwise you know it remains disconnected uh, I may like to mention that before all this as a child I was um, I had a strange attraction for Krishna, so mm. much so that as a baby, uh, even up till 10 years of age, I would sleep with Krishna by my side. And I didn't want my parents to be near me, but I was very, very attached to Krishna, almost like a, uh, not almost like a intimate friend. And, and my other leaning was towards Sar Mother Saraswati. So I used to both participate very actively, pray to her and do Gayatri Mantras, that was one part of the inner life and the outer life as a student was going on as I got selected through into various medical colleges and chose for Armed Forces Medical College Pune. So like any other adolescent I guess a lot of questions used to come to my mind that what's life, what is the purpose, what is the larger picture if any and whatever I read uh, did not satisfy me. I read a lot of Indian literature, practically most of Indian literature, including the Vedas, various commentaries on the Gita, uh, some of the Upanishads, Shankaracharya, um, and many other, Ramayana, of course, Mahabharata, Bhagavat Puran, and also quite a bit of Western literature. Uh, Swami Vivekananda's complete works, uh, Sri Ramakrishna Paramans, Gospel, and though I liked, you know, something in everything, mm -hmm. but it didn't uh, answer, uh, you know, it, it raised more questions. Like, you know, the karmic theory that what is it that we do something in a previous life and get punished or rewarded? It's kind of absurd, you know, we don't even get to know why this is happening. So there were many questions Then moksha appeared a very selfish thing. Um, mm -hmm. At the same time, if there is no divine, then the whole thing appeared absurd. So all this was going on. And at that About point, how old were you at that time? All this adolescent, adolescent. somewhere between okay. 15 to 20. Oh. 
and many many things like i would take walk with an intimate friend every day and we would share many such thoughts so all this was going on while on the outer side my medical studies which which were uh, at least i found them fairly easy enough and you know, that was one part of it going on i used to be very fond of movies so mm-hmm. all this was the outer life <laughs> i guess like anyone else and then um, in my final year mbbs uh, for 50 nights continuously every night i used to have what i now know or after a few years i came to know as an out of body experience so i would suddenly uh, you know experience as if uh, my spine was twisting and turning uh, like a rope hmm. and uh, uh, there would be a kind of sound associated with it and suddenly then after a while i am projected into a different dimension where i would see um, there is a path and on the left side there is a man who is approaching me a fairly old man um, something like you know a poor man but uh, he is uh, he never i mean it was not fear or anything that induced neither pity nor fear hmm. and on the right side i would see um, the image of a uh, goddess uh, seated on a white lotus and i instinctively called her as mother saraswati because that's how i uh, associated her and this happened for 15 days so uh, to reconnect with the story it went on for 15 days uh, every night and then for few minutes this would last and then i would get back into the body and suddenly there would be this uh, heavy breathing and i would wake up now you know uh, though i was very happy to see mother saraswati but uh, frankly i was um, i didn't know what sense to make out of this it was my first um, concrete encounter with what can be called as uh, the other world in a very concrete way objective way but i also you know uh, felt that is it because you know i am in the final year i am reading all these things so all kinds of paradigms came into my mm. scientific mind but then after 15 days this stopped so this was one part of the journey and uh, it remained nascent it went in the background and uh, frankly i didn't pay much attention to it till much later i got to see my first uh, uh, photograph of the mother and then i realized that um, well one whom i had thought was mother saraswati was actually the mother so it was a great uh, great discovery beautiful. so this was something very very beautiful mm. and uh, then for two years there was nothing or rather for one year there was nothing but again towards the end of my internship in kolkata um i had no back i had a very religious background but nobody who knew about mother and shobindo my parents had lot of faith in divine and my father was a man of faith so i always say that you know from a heredity point of view he gave me the best heredity possible <laughs> more he didn't leave much money but he left faith which was wonderful so uh, again uh, once in kolkata uh some of us friends we had just gone out to the city to see some movie and i just felt no no i am not in a mood to see a movie i'll get back to the hospital so i was during internship and as i was returning i just saw a place where it was written um, some painting exhibition so i walked in to see a painting exhibition but they told me it's over 
so i just uh, walked into the place uh, just like that like a casual visitor and i walked into the courtyard where i saw the bust of shirobindo and it happens to be uh, you know the place where shirobindo yes. was born again i had no clue about it as i went there but when i saw shirobindo's bust the first thought that came to my mind crossed like this it is the most perfect human form ever upon earth that's it that was a sentence and i sat down to meditate it was such a bliss and uh, i don't remember when i came out and how i walked back like a fool i did not even notice what what exact place is it um, you know so that later on i could go back i didn't know it is sure bindu i have seen so <laughs> was there any connection with the old man in your vision no that i came to know much later who uh-huh. that old man represented in fact i didn't even try to understand it for me the saraswati part was far more interesting and intriguing <laughs> so uh, anyway so it was uh, strange again shirobindo came and gave me a glimpse and again he hid himself uh, another couple of years passed and then came the concrete touch so by then i had become an agnostic i started believing that maybe you know all this salvation and all this is too selfish i don't want to go into this direction and worldly life the kind of aims they don't interest me much but maybe i can be a good human being and a good doctor that was enough for me that was the limit of what i would like to be and i had just got married 6 months and uh, i was on posting from jorhat to um patiala into jorhat to bikaner and on the way we stopped at kolkata in kolkata that day i mean it's an amazing day and um, casually in knot place i entered a shop called bookworm where um, i suddenly saw this book the synthesis of yoga shirobindo oh. and you know i am just wondering after seeing that name did something and i am wondering who is this yogi i have not read because i had an impression that i have read almost all the yogis <laughs> and uh, great men and i said who is this yogi i have not read who has written about yoga so i took that book and opened and it was written all life is yoga and it was like a mantra that i have found it i can't describe it was like an aha feeling uh, here is my answer so i picked up that book feeling such a joy that i cannot really recount that joy what for i felt a joy that evening i met a friend of mine who who was my uh, college mate who is right now in new york and um, he's a psychiatrist he was going to uh, fly off to new york in a couple of days and it was like our last meeting before he flies off and that evening again something interesting happened as a parting gift he gives to me the secret of the vedas by shirobindo and he tells me that you know i wanted to give you the synthesis of yoga oh. <laughs> and i said i have got it and i tell you every chapter that i read after that was not just an answer then i thought i am experiencing these chapters now i know it was like a glimpse which was given you know experience is a very big word but that time i would slip into these states and my wife got a little worried my in-laws got worried what's happening to him and it was so wonderful every chapter that i would ex- read it it was like ah this is it and um, well then the rest uh, so many things happened so many 
whole life has been a journey of grace and mother's love. What more can I say? Now, one more thing which uh, I may like to add, you know. This was, of course, reading Shurbindo. Then, till then, I didn't know about mother. Um, so, you know, these books, uh, that especially old-time books, they don't even carry a little life sketch of Shurbindo. So, you don't know. Uh, all that you see is that published there in Pondicherry and it doesn't connect anything, you know. And then suddenly Shurbindo started coming from every side. Wherever I would go, somebody would suddenly talk about it or on a table I would see something from Shurbindo. Somebody's home, I would see Shurbindo's picture, many such things. One day I tuned into the radio and there was a program on Auroville. Everything was pushing in that direction. So seeing my intensity of feelings, um, my wife suggested, why don't you find out if he is still there or not there and how do you go? So I said, that's a good idea. So I checked out and I saw that, you know, I have uh, Pondicherry is the place where there is an ashram. That's that much I could find out. Those were days when Google search, at least I, I was not aware of Google search. So I found out that, yes, there is an ashram and uh, um, I can go there and find out rest for myself. During that time, I got a um, trip to Bangalore for a brief course for four weeks and I had to find a place for stay. So um, looking for a place to stay, I again chanced into Ashur Bindu Center near Alsu Lake. I don't know if you have been there or not. It's a lovely place. Now relics are there. Um, and as I entered the place, it was I entered because it was a beautiful place. And again, it was written nature's art gallery or something like that. Huh. So I was drawn to that. I didn't know there are Shurabindu centers. So I just chanced and walked and walked into one of the rooms. And I saw mother's photograph. Now the strange part is the photograph that I have seen and I recollect till date. Later on I came to know that photograph was never there. But whatever it be, they had some other photographs of Shirdin. Sitting and the mother. or standing in the lotus? Sitting. Same. No, not the same photograph on the lotus. Oh. I saw a photograph where she is sitting on the chair but only this much bust ah. is there. But I know it's the sitting photograph because later on I know all the photographs. So as I stood and bowed down before her, it was something very strange and it's a bit of uh, humor in it. Uh, you know, uh, for um, uh, three years um, during my internship, I had got into the habit of smoking. You know, it's one of those things you pick up as a young doctor. And then I was trying to get rid of it and tried many things, changing brands, having expensive brands, keeping uh, just two or three at my home, not keeping at home, but I just couldn't get rid of it. <laughs> and as I stood before her, after a long time, I suddenly bored. I don't know, because I had developed this feeling that uh, why should one bore to a human guru? Uh, you know, humans are humans and God is God. But suddenly I bored. And somewhere above the head, uh, if I may say so, I heard a command. And the command is a strange command, because people hear lovely commands. I got a command, stop smoking. And the beauty is that it was not just a command, but the power came with it. And as I walked out, I was a free man, never felt the urge. And I even tried, I was trying to remember that how come I'm not feeling the urge to smoke. That's it. So <laughs> that was my first so, assignment. So you were in Bangalore. Yes. When did you first come to Pondicherry, to the oh. ashram? Okay. 
so then i was in bangalore and um, i gathered all the information i stayed in that place and uh, many things happened but um, uh, my wife had not turned towards mother and shobindo she comes from a lineage of sikh gurus you know they they are followers of radha swamis uh-huh. and i believe that each person should be free to follow so i never told her that you know you have to follow and she never came in my way but she was not really interested so like you know if i would read something on mother and shobindo she would be you know watching television or reading something mm-hmm. else it was fine but on our first marriage anniversary so as i said after 6 months i came to know of the book within few months i came to bangalore another 3 4 months mm-hmm. and on our first marriage anniversary when i was in bangalore she said okay let me also come and um, join the swadhyay session with dr maheshwari dr maheshwari had come there and while he started reading on the mother from the mother she had an amazing experience of seeing the mother everywhere and she oh. started crying and crying and crying and i wondered what's gone wrong with her has she gone crazy and uh, i asked dr maheshwari he said no no let us sit for a couple of hours she kept sitting in the in the room and then she came out and then she said what happened to her so for me it was for her of course it was very special for me it was uh, a golden gift on our first marriage anniversary and it was like you know this resolved so many difficulties because otherwise you know very well you know if the wife doesn't walk with you on the path it can be so so difficult so this was one thing which happened and then very soon we took the journey to pondicherry but now interesting thing that happened was that uh, she doesn't believe in avatars and all and i also as i said you know uh, at that point of time i didn't believe in you know that worship and you know hmm. bowing to a human guru so all these ideas were there so divine has a wonderful sense of humor as always <laughs> so as we landed um, on the bus stand suddenly an auto rickshaw came and he said oroville and we didn't know the difference between oroville <laughs> and ashram we said yes we were so happy <laughs> and then he said matri mandir we said yes not knowing anything <laughs> only to realize that he dropped us around maybe early morning 5 o'clock in the middle of nowhere and we are wondering where is this mandir and where is where are we and of course we stayed for two days went around oroville loved it and came back not knowing that we have not been to the ashram and i would say so happily you know such a wonderful place you don't even have a samadhi of mother and shobindo <laughs> for me it was like you know so beautiful because even that is not there nobody to worship uh, see how they uh, were playing with me mm. and uh, i didn't realize what i missed that time yeah. and people were uh, then some of them said what samadhi but of course this samadhi i said no so then you know what year was this alok this is 85 uh-huh. and then you know naturally after little conversation i realized that i went somewhere else <laughs> but i was very happy so i didn't know what i missed yeah. honestly Uh, it didn't strike me that i must make a trip again to the ashram but very soon uh, within a month another course came i was again back to bangalore mm. and 18th 19th 20th june i had free days so i thought i have come let me go to pondicherry so not realizing the significance of birthday on 18th evening i reached pondicherry and Maheshwari ji I met because he was the only person I knew 
and I have not told him that tomorrow is my birthday. So I didn't know. I mean, what's the big deal about it? So he, uh, we were sitting on the seashore, and I asked him that I want to just go down and uh, sit for a while. And you know, those days it was all rocky. Oh yes. So I just sat for a while, and uh, I had a nice, uh, interesting. Um, again, it was a vision experience. I saw certain things. Um, I was in mother's lap, and Kavita was also there, my wife, and oh. I. When I came back, I was puzzled. What did I see? Did I see? Did I imagine? All this started happening. So as I was climbing up, I suddenly slipped. Maybe because I was not conscious. And while I was slipping and falling on the rocks, I actually experienced some hand <laughs> breaking it like a strobe effect. And I was experiencing delight. I was lying on rocks, not a scratch, and I felt like a flower is placed. And I was experiencing a lot of happiness inside. Strangely, because of course of the touch. Now mm. I understand all and this. And those slippery rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very but but uh, Maheshwari ji saw suddenly oh. a head oh. vanish, and he shouted, "Alok!" And then I came back to my normal state, and I said, "I am fine. I got up. Nothing." So I explained to him, told him all that happened, and uh, Chandradeep he was that time coming on the you know seashore taking a walk, and he said, "Why don't you tell him what you experienced?" I told him. He said, "Why don't you ask your wife? Did she experience something at that moment?" So I asked her later on, and I came to know she was wearing the same sari, and she had a terrible, um, you know, headache, and she felt she is going to die. And around the same time, it all vanished—that thought and the headache and everything. But that apart, next day, without knowing the significance of birthday, I go to the ashram and I see this line, and I ask them, "Where is it going to, Shirobindo's room?" So. <laughs> First time I have gone to Shirobindo's room on my birthday without knowing the significance of birthday. It's only later on <laughs> that. <laughs> so for me, it's so wonderful that if anybody asks me, when did you come to the ashram on my birthday? So my birthday is also the same day, and then you know I came to know what I missed, and you know it was finished. Like since then, it's just mother, mother, mother. What can I say? But I realized how foolish man can be. How stupid his intellect can be, and <laughs> when we think we are so great that we don't bow before a human being, and you know uh, we feel that not worshiping is a sign of superiority, it's such a sign of uh, sheer idiocy. I mean, but that all that I came to know after reaching Pondicherry. And when did you move here? Uh, well, in a way, after that, um, I would say something of mine. Just stayed. I mean, uh, she just took me in such a way and made me connect with the work. So after that, Patiala, I was fully involved with the center. It's all a story of um, one wonder after another. I mean, inner and outer. I mean, it's 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 a book of wonders. Uh, I'll just share with you two things. One, when I was taking a walk in Patiala, and obviously that aspiration was born. and i am thinking why why doesn't he come to us why is he so far why does one have to do so much sadhana and suddenly i felt the descent of a concrete piece mm. and uh, everything suddenly became very far off the trucks and uh, vehicles uh, it was a narrow road mind you and um, it was a strange experience but the beauty of it was that though i had aspired for it my wife also got the same experience which we shared later on it was like an objective scientifically verified thing that something concrete 
which can contaminate things around. We were going to watch a movie after the walk, but obviously we couldn't watch the movie. We didn't feel hungry. We didn't eat anything. We were feeling so blissful and peaceful. So we just slept off till next day morning, 10 o'clock, this experience remained and slowly it, you know, receded into the background. But it prepared a ground for what was going to come next. I got into, you know, just uh, serving her. And she put me in so many ways, so much so that I started wondering whether I should do it or not. And I prayed and prayed that give me a sign that I am meant for this kind of work. And I had a very clear, uh, you know, experience with mother, direct mother coming and blessing. It's long thing, oh. the, the nature of work, what, what, you know, it is to be done. And then I had, it was no looking back and uh, it was like some way or the other I was connected to ashram. I would come three or four times a year, all my leave, so much so that I would uh, frankly tell lies to my parents that, uh, you know, uh, I don't have leave because otherwise they oh. expect me to come there. <laughs> we had many funny things in the process. I have done, uh, they wanted letters every week. So if I would send from Pondicherry, they would see it. So I would write letters. Uh, weekly letters, leave it with my friend who would post it every week so that they know I am fine. You know, uh, luckily there were no telephones to inquire too much. You posted from, uh, from Bangalore, Bangalore to Pune. So various places I went around and I would just come here and it was like, ah, this is it. And everything else became secondary. And obviously everybody uh, in our life, both uh, my side and pa parents, uh, wife side, they all uh, obviously didn't appreciate it uh, and uh, I mean they were fine that you're following a spiritual path but it's like being uh, crazy that you know my parents would say you know we have so many gods okay Shurabindu is a Rishi but uh, why do you have to think of going to Pondicherry uh, settling there because all this started then and there uh, yes. uh, but I tried to get release um, and even my superiors told me that look uh, we have given you, you have such a brilliant uh, background, uh, such lovely marks and we have been giving you 9 out of 10 in your annual confidential reports. How do we recommend that you get released from service? Uh, but then, you know, it happened and uh, it happened after many years. Meanwhile, Yuyutsu got admission, my son. I see. So she and Yuyutsu shifted here in 1995. But um, I had to be around for still another seven, eight years. Oh. Eventually in 2003, I came here for good. But uh, before that, I was so much involved with the work. Namaha, going out uh, with talks, workshops. Uh, you know, uh, in Delhi, I was fully connected with the ashram and the work. At one point of time, uh, Taradi told me, you stay here, you live here and go for work from here. So they just made sure that wherever I am posted, my life was Mother and Shirobindo. And that's because of her grace. Otherwise, I can't imagine such postings where, and I was thrown into the work. So in a sense, I was rooted here. Who did you know of any of the elders in the ashram? <laughs> did you... Tell us a little uh, bit about yeah. uh, that. Well, I didn't know. <laughs> Frankly, I mean, I didn't know anybody. <laughs> the first one I came to know is Dr. Maheshwari, as I said, mm -hmm. on our first marriage anniversary. Yes. By then, I had already turned. But in my dream, I have seen, um, I have been taken by Nolnida. Uh, 
wearing pajama and a shirt. I didn't know he Nalnida. Later on, I came to know to show the inner ashram. And all that he told me, you know, some people are here, not there, some are there. I thought it's an answer to my query that why am I outside? But later on, I came to know he has written about the inner ashram and the outer ashram. Yes. And I was reading Mother and Shobindu like anything. So they were my world. Even for my MD exams, I'm reading Mother and Shobindu. I finished their works, finished Nalnikant Gupta later on. Um, every work possible, which was available that time. I mean, it was like a fire. And... Uh, then the first person I think I met was Dhuman Bhai and it was very strange. Uh, later on I came to know he sh we shared the birthday and later on also there was an in exchange of greetings. But uh, I, I remember standing in the queue and suddenly he came and held me by the hand and took me to, the, to his room. Uh, he said, I like you very much, come with me. And I just didn't know who is he. <laughs> but that was nice. I mean, it was a nice feeling. And he gave me, you know, um, the mother in Shurbindo's facimile uh, writing, which he used to give. Then he gave me one, uh, you know, mother in Shurbindo's, those, uh, you know, special folders which were made, I think, on uh, mother's centenary. Uh, and three, four times he has done this. And then uh, there was no further um, interaction he would give me. And once he asked me a um, little bit about myself and I said, I'm with the Air Force. Oh, I like it very much. That was it. And the other person I came to know was Champak Lalji and that I had very, very beautiful experiences because I had a time to be with him for one hour a day for almost 20 days. And uh, that was amazing. So many things. Um, I mean, we all know what, who he is. But my first encounter with Champak Lalji was when uh, we went for Shurvindu's room darshan. By then, you know, we, have, we had started coming. And then uh, I remember they asked me Champaklal also because, you know, there was that place where he used to also be there and there used to be something like a Champaklal darshan and they would write C, uh, Bansi Darji. I said, uh -huh. yes. So I till then I didn't know. That was my first encounter. So after Shurvindu's room darshan, we went into Champaklalji's you know, his darshan. And as I stood in front, uh, he, I am told, did not allow to touch his feet. Both of us touched his feet and um, it was amazing. I mean, uh, if I may use a modern phrase, mind-blowing. Hmm. Uh, it was like, his, it's not a body, but all light. Both of us felt it. Uh, my wife burst crying. And I felt that everything vanished except a uh, point in the center of my heart. Uh, there was no other eye. So, and then he gave uh, those flowers and blessings and again, whole day, no, uh, no appetite for anything, just bliss and peace. That was my first encounter. Uh, apart from them, I haven't really met um, anyone much. I mean, later on, I came to know many seniors, Arbinda, but not Nolinda. Nolinda, as I said, um, in fact, three, four times I have had... Yes, so um, I didn't meet anyone uh, of that generation. But he was already gone when he gave you the experience. Yeah, he was already, body um, was gone. I think so, 86. 86, 86 yes, he yes, left. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, this experience I had in 87, if ah. I'm not mistaken, ah. um, around um, yeah 87, because I remember the New Year music. So, um, uh, so some of these people I met later on, of course, Anyone coming from the ashram would come to our place, stay there, even have dinner there. 
um, among the present ones, Parikshita has come, mm. uh, Richard has come, um, quite a few people have come like that. Um, they would come and uh, we used to feel such a joy that somebody has come from the ashram. <laughs> so it was like, you know, always felt part of the ashram and so many things happened. The life was centered around her and all because of her grace. I couldn't have imagined a more beautiful life where being outside from morning till night, it was she or her work. That's it. When did you first receive the inspiration, if I might say, to, 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 to speak on Sri Aurobindo and Mother? Well, uh, I didn't receive any inspiration. I used to stay, I love to stay in the background. Even now I am very reticent, but it's a kind of destiny. So the first time it happened was when Taradi, she has an eye. I think Taradi and Vijay Bhai have been that way prepared hmm. to pick up people, something they know intuitively. So Taradi suddenly one day in Delhi Ashram, 96, when I was sitting there on tea, she said, why don't you take a camp in Nainital? I said, Taradi, I mean, I am not, you know, the kind who would take camps and all. Uh, and frankly, I didn't much believe in talking and all. Honestly, uh, I never used to go to hear anyone. Oh. So <laughs> it was a paradox. <laughs> she said, no, no, you take something on, um, uh, on health and spirituality. So I said, uh, okay, fine. I mean, I reluctantly agreed after a little bit of coaxing. And myself and Dr. Anand Kumar, another friend from All India Institute, so jointly we took a camp, uh, it was called a spiritual way to healthy heart. <laughs> and then she said, no, no, on Sunday also, why don't you give a talk one of the Sundays in the ashram? So I started it. But then I started developing this doubt that should I do it or should I not? Because though a lot of people liked it, but you know, I was aware of the dangers of such a thing. Mm -hmm. And um, I had to be very, very careful about the ego part. I used to write a lot spontaneously lot of things would come uh, for us I could write spontaneously but I never wanted to publish anything because I thought uh, you know it's all a play of ego honestly so then uh, once um, I had quite a few of these experiences whenever I, ever I would put to the mother this question I would open uh, Savitri which I loved reading uh, or prayers and meditation or inwardly or I'll see a dream uh, that yes this is a work one of the work given to you but still I wanted something very concrete because I saw I was getting more and more pushed into it uh, without my wanting it not once have I wanted um, to or told that I want to take this camp or go for this talk not even once so then one day I had a very strange experience of actually I saw the mother and I that time my soul spoke out to her that I want to do your work. I was doing it, but I didn't know this is my aspiration. Oh, yes. I want to serve you. Uh, both these things. And she said, it is very difficult. Huh? I said, mother, but I want to do this. See, again, she said, it is very difficult. Third time when I said, I want to uh, serve you, I, she said, look and see. So I saw suddenly uh, people from all over the world. Uh, around her and she said this is the kind of work you have to do now that time it was like in this uh, one sentence she had compressed everything and then with gratitude I burst into crying and she took me into her arms and you know like after a while I just experienced that I am inside her so then that was very clear that this is one of the work that she has given me but till then I had never traveled not traveled abroad or 
gone beyond Nainital and some talks here and there. But after that, it all started without my asking, without my wanting, without any clue about anything, without even a wish to go anywhere. And you know, I'm not the type who loves to travel much or see places. <laughs> How I met HP, just as an aside, uh, Chandresh was the one who first called me to US for oh. that Redwood conference. Ah. So <laughs> suddenly, <laughs> San Francisco, suddenly HP, I met this man and he tells me, um, have you been to San Francisco? I said, no. You haven't seen the city? I said, no, I haven't. Uh, you want to go? I said, no, nothing particular. I'm fine here. No, no, come. And you know how he is? He made yeah, me sit yeah. in his car. <laughs> Within the next, I don't know, two hours or three hours or four hours, he took me through a crash tour of San Francisco, <laughs> brought me back. So that's how I am. I really don't feel like going. But it's a strange destiny that now I've traveled these five continents. It's uh, her work. And there's a great joy in doing it as long as she wants me to do it. And honestly, it's just a trust that she has given me and I take it like that. Yeah. I don't think I am worthy of all the grace and love that she has poured. And once I asked this question to Maheshwari Ji, he said, you know, that's why it is grace. Grace is something which is not given because you deserve it. So I said, that's good. So that's my <laughs> mantra. <laughs> I know I am not worthy, but your grace and love is infinite. And always I am reminded of a beautiful line from Tulsi Das, you know, uh, which I read long back in Ramayana. He tells Lord Rama, he says, uh, a master like you and a slave like me, Rama Swami, Kusevak Moso, a horrible slave, bad slave like me. If you look at my defects, you will never keep me near. But if you look at your grace, which is infinite, then you will never let me go. So I know that it is just their infinite grace and love. And till date, till the hour, uh, life is packed with wonders of her grace and love. And that's it. All other things are really uh, just incidental. You haven't really mentioned anything about experiences with Sri Aurobindo. Were, were there any? Oh, quite a few. Please, and, uh, whatever you could share. I'll share one. Uh, though this is not the peak experience. The peak experience is too intimate to share. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. But I'll share another one where um, I was in Shurabindo's room and Shurabindo was uh, walking with his fractured leg. And uh, I'm also there now, you know, I've tried to mentally think, uh, could I be one of the attendants? But it doesn't fit. But it doesn't fit. So, you know, yeah. I've tried this exercise because uh, he was in his room with the fractured leg and he had put his arm around me and it's like he's walking. It's like to use a, a stupid mental image, uh, I'm supporting him to walk, which is absurd, obviously, because he's supporting all of us. <laughs> but sometimes the divine in his Leela has this uh, yes, mood also. Yes, yes. <laughs> so then he goes and sits on his bed. And I asked him first, uh, sir, tell me about the light of Brahman. 
I have addressed him like this, Sir, tell me about the light of Brahman. And then he told me something. That part uh, is not, uh, yes, you know. Yes. And then I asked him again the same stupid question, uh, Lord, why there is so much grace on me? And suddenly his face changed and he said, never question grace, just receive it. Never question grace, just receive it. So I have, after that, never tried to understand why there is so much grace. And I know it is with everyone. So one thing which I have tried my best, um, I really believe this grace is with everyone. Nobody is deprived of this love and grace. So I can't even say that uh, it's true that initial couple of years I used to try to find and like an idiot feel that uh, is there something by chance special about me? <laughs> Till they knock my head, put me back to senses. <laughs> <laughs> don't even entertain such a thought remotely because grace is grace and what are we human beings if I really look at their infinity it's like uh, I give this simile sometimes in my talks we are like straws floating on the ocean of their love they carry us so it's just grace so quite a few experiences with Sri and the mother both you are wrapped in their grace. Just that. I mean, in one word it is grace and love. Mother's love. And I only feel if I could love her even with a fraction of that love. And I have only this one aspiration that uh, frankly, I mean, uh, supramentally is wonderful <laughs> because it gives sense to the world to that extent. But that's not what I aspire for supramental or transformation or any of these things. I just want to live for her and serve her for lives after lives. Till my last breath I want to be conscious of her. And I don't mind coming again and again a thousand times. But from the first moment, this is my condition, I have put it to her. I know it's a uh, difficult condition but for the divine nothing is impossible. That from my moment of birth I want to be conscious of you. I don't mind coming a thousand times. Uh, long back I wrote a poem, you know, I do write uh, yes. poetry, yes. Hindi and English. And uh, it started like that, a thousand times shall I return from distant lands of sheltering sun till every dust and every grain is molded into the perfect one. So this was published in Mother India also, long, long back. This was... Uh, the first English poem after I turned towards Mother and Shubha. So that's my aspiration to come again and again. <laughs> Serve her and love her with all my being. Well, it has been a deeply inspiring evening and I hope that uh, next time perhaps we could take up something on savagery. Yes, yes, it's Good. a joy. Thank you. Thank you so much to, you know, it's not about just sharing and recounting. Yes. You bring back <laughs> all those states, once again you feel the same contact, the same embrace, which anyways is there, but it becomes concretized. So, thank you so much. Thank you, Sushil.